I'm melting. I <sighs> melted a while ago. Whoops. Great. Um, welcome to the Hotspot po- Podcast. Hotspot Podcast. A podcast about being hot. Wink. But also, it's fucking hot. Do you know this weekend it's supposed to have a heat index of 108? Yeah, did you see that Catskill canceled Shindig? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Which is And smart. all tours. Yeah, they canceled everything. I don't think I've seen them do that ever. ever. We've had some hot yeah. fucking days, so that's yeah. good. Yeah, it's supposed to be crazy this weekend. I told Andy I'm not leaving the house. Yeah, I was like, I, have I don't to work care. all weekend, so I'm just going to live in the AC and Yeah. I'm not stepping foot outside. As much as you like look out and you're like, "Oh, it's sunny. I should I go do something." That no. is too fucking Only hot. I'm die. Yeah, and I don't care. Um so it is the hot spot podcast. But also the V spot podcast. A veganish podcast. And the weather is relevant to being vegan because, like, is it supposed to be 108? Is that natural? Or is it because the world is basically on fire? Nobody knows. Go vegan. Go Save vegan. the fucking planet. Yeah. So you can fire extinguish the planet. <laughs> you know? Um, also, P.S., did you know that there's, like, a blowtorch weeder thing? There's Okay, I don't know if this is an actual thing or just a thing that we have at work. Mm-hmm. But apparently at the farm... They have, like, something hooked up to a propane tank, so you can literally just blow torch weeds. I'm so excited. I'm hoping to use it soon, um, since I've been helping out. I'm like, please let me use yeah, the fire. I, yeah, Andy's doing what I'm thinking. <laughs> I don't think that uh, anybody from Capital Roots who may or may not be hearing this, don't let Danny touch the fire. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this um, girl is on fire. I'll make sure to spread the message that you should not be playing with fire. Touching the fire. They let you my intern. Not- Oh, I don't know anything about her, okay? <laughs> uh, she's like me, but younger. I don't know anything about her. I just know that I don't think you should be touching the fire. I'm going to touch the fire. <laughs> it's it's going to be great. I'm going to touch the fire. I'm I am. Touch it. I'm going to touch the fire. Yep. Touch the fire. Yeah. That's it. Touch the fire. <laughs> touching. Speaking of touching the fire. What? I don't know. I didn't really have a good segue i was trying to think about how biking was like being on fire but i don't think <laughs> it is aren't your legs on fire at the end uh, of a spin well, class i was just gonna say i took a class this morning that was fucking terrible so yes it like, is kind like of good, like terrible good terrible or terrible no like like good terrible oh, okay, like same. i was so tired afterwards same that it was maybe sort of similar to i mean probably not at all like being <laughs> on fire but you know like i was really tired and hot so, yeah, and being on fire would yeah. be warm. Yeah, it was really hot, and yeah. my legs burned. There was a lot of burning happening. Yeah. yeah. It was rough. It's rough times. Speaking of burning, the burning question on everyone's <laughs> minds is, what the fuck are they talking <laughs> I about? Say it. I should have said it. We'd all, we would have said it at the same time. I think Andy thinks that the burning question on everyone's mind, however, is what podcast is this? I said the V-spot. I oh, said the V-spot. Oh, he just like really quickly started typing. And so is I going to say, who are you? And who are you? I'm Danny. <sighs> I'm none of your business. You there you go. Know me. You don't yeah. know me. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I'm Danny. And that's my partner. Ka. <laughs> That's what they call me at work. <laughs> There's a story, but it's a long one. That's what they call me at work now. Is ka. Ka. Ka, ka. That's exactly right. Oh, okay. Okay, great. Um, so 
I hid 43 spoons in someone's office at work as a prank. <laughs> Why 43? Because she's turning 43 this week. <laughs> That's a good one. And they're everywhere. Why they're spoons? in plants. Because I hid forks in someone else's office. Okay. Right. They're they're in the plants. They're like hanging from the ceiling. We got one in the light up on the ceiling. They're Love everywhere pranks. under the keyboard. Yeah. Love it. Yeah. Oh my god. There's an evolution. I see I can talk about this because the closest it would get is through Josh and Josh doesn't listen. Um, the evolution of this yeah. is that she made have you watched New Girl? Are you a New Girl fan? No, I hate no. that show. Okay. <laughs> there was they pulled Ugh. some not so great pranks and she sent us a little clip saying myself to myself and Josh, because he was part of it. Um, and then um my office mate saying that we it wasn't like funny pranks, it was lame. So I was like, okay, I can step up this game. Uh, so then I went on to, I just started Googling collectible spoons. And so there's Collectors Weekly. It's like an online magazine and thing. And you can get notifications uh, weekly when the best um, spoon auctions are happening and like where they are on the internet and stuff. So I created a fake email to get that sent to that email. So then I'm going to send, and it's called capitalspoons at gmail.com. <laughs> <laughs> and then I'm sending it to her email once a week. <laughs> the first one went off today before I left. <laughs> We did like a round of pranks when I worked in the city when one of my managers left. Um, she had like a it, the first thing that we did was a little bit more lame, but she would only ever use blue pens like she had a thing for blue pens. Mm. So we removed all the blue pens from the store and replaced them with black ones. And she was like outraged. But then on her last day, she opened that morning and I had closed the night before. I forget with who, but. I went around and ever so slightly unscrewed every light bulb so that when she turned the lights on, nothing happened. Oh, yeah. I love that. That's a classic. That's so good. And she was, like, panicking, couldn't yep. figure out why, like, some, like, the computers are on. So, like, why are any of the lights yeah. turning on? See, that's a good one. And then she had to go and, like, re-screw in all the light bulbs when she figured it out. See, that's hilarious. And we had, like, the chandeliers. Like, if you've ever been in a Bare Minerals, you've seen, like, the, the chandeliers. Yeah. So, like, every individual little candle oh light on the chandeliers we unscrewed. See, that's so fucking funny. It's just the little things in life that you're like, I don't care. It's great. Prank. Mm -hmm. No, it's so funny. That's it. Apparently, she's Does playing the long games. No. Mm -hmm. Andy doesn't have feelings. Um. Anyway, so what are we talking about? Now we did prank corner. Prank corner. Email us your favorite pranks. Um. Yeah. Have you ever done the plastic wrap over the toilet seat? No, but that it's uh like <laughs> Mike and I like to watch like YouTube videos of like couples pranking each other and that's a pretty common one. Yeah, it's a pretty good one. Yeah. It's another classic. Yeah. So that's it. Great. Um on to our interview then. Because that's before the prank corner, what we were talking about right, with being, was on, being fire. on fire. <laughs> and and also Which is in no way related and, to this next interview. No, and also um biking. Mm-hmm. So uh, we'll just move on to the interview. I, I think let that let it happen all natural. Let it happen. Just let it speak for itself. Let Ricky Tickle speak for himself. That's it. Ricky Ticky Taffy. I don't know if he, he didn't technically agree to that. <laughs> I should have asked him. Now, now, now we are. are we recording? You haven't mm-hmmed in so long. Oh, well, he's not going to now either. Why? Because we don't do the full intro. Yeah, like but don't we, we still usually do the, are you recording? 
It's been a minute. I'm out of practice. Mm-mm. 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 No, I think we just go straight into the third voice that just pops up. Or usually we say something really stupid. And then, and then there's like a from like this weird giggle that happens from the other end. And then we're like, oh, there's a third person here talking Mm-mm. or not. But Richie seems like a really nice person. And he so does. he's probably going to be polite and Nice. Should I play that role? Like, do, do you need like, <laughs> voice, voice three popping in? Here I am. <laughs> there we go. Perfect. Yay. Hi, Richie. Hello, hello. Hey, both of you, everyone. Um, I'm happy to be talking to you guys. I've been listening. And I got to say, like, the coolest thing, and this is like going back a little bit, when you had the woman Julie on and we're talking specifically about sharks, mm-hmm. um, that was super educational. And I think that might've been like the first episode that I saw. And then there was like a documentary maybe that you guys Mm -hmm. were talking about. Um, So just like, thank you for that. That was, I like sharks, but I wasn't as educated as I now am. So I really appreciate it. Wow. I actually am like cool we gotta let him go now because like that was great like (laughs) that was was really cool thank you I don't actually know if we've because we've had listeners that we talked to and stuff like I don't I don't know if Kiki started right on episode one or like what I don't know if we've gotten a lot of actual feedback of like this episode spoke to me or like this was great yeah so that's that's really cool to hear for sure and like really good that we actually did something educational in there see sometimes we get it right peppered in with all the bullshit (laughs) that's great peppered in is right so i mean this is a really great opportunity to just talk to you because we don't actually know a damn thing about you i know i'm I'm like like, we know yeah stalking you on the internet a little bit right now (laughs) you know we know internet stalking isn't that a crazy thing that i like i'm i'm actually like stalking you on the internet right now i don't know i don't know how that makes you feel (laughs) like you can learn a lot about someone within minutes right now i'm just gonna say can you see him right now i mean i can't see him live but like there's there's so many different ways to do like think about you're at a location and like someone tags an Instagram and you're like, Oh, maybe they've tagged, maybe they tagged the picture there yesterday. Then you can find them. And it's like, you take a name, can go to Google, Facebook, LinkedIn, okay. YouTube, anything. And you're just like, I know this person, but I have yet to ever meet them. It's so crazy. <laughs> you can be like, Oh, how was it going to school at such and such a high school? And they're like, what? Yeah. We were at, not to get to it on a tangent here, but Danny and I were at a local vegan food festival recently. And this mm. woman came up to me and was like, are you cat? And I was like, yeah. She was like, I follow you on Instagram. And I was like, what? That's, that's, <laughs> I was I like, okay. Nice. More of that. That's really cool. Yeah, I was like, oh, it's nice to meet you. <laughs> it was a little strange, but nice to meet you. Um, but anyway, I don't know. I, I guess like, yeah, I don't know. Tell us about yourself. Yeah, like, like, I'm just gonna say like, let's just like jump right in. Like, tell us about who you are. Your, I mean, you wanted to do this. Yeah, I mean, and we just... wanted to do it too. But like, why? <laughs> what do you want to talk about? Like, so what you got going the on? The big Anything thing now cool? is like, like a like a um, bike ride. <laughs> Yeah, I'm two and a half days away from biking across America, um, from Boston, Massachusetts through Los Angeles, and doing it as a sober vegan meditator cyclist, and doing it for individuals that are hungry, individuals that are homeless, so we can be raising plant-based meals to be feeding them with. 
And wow. the whole like creation of this kind of came from my own experience about being able to access wellness without having to invest a lot of money. And it's something where like I constantly hear from friends that like they can't afford to eat vegan. And like I see that across the board. So this is to prove a that you can like you can literally go into a grocery store and buy produce you can buy foods that are just totally plant-based eat them and like thrive off of them but also to donate meals to the individuals in areas that are citing that and saying you know and it's inaccessible for me to eat healthy but then also for maybe someone who's not in like a food desert maybe someone who's not in a lower income population someone who might be in an urban coastal city where they have all these grocery stores that the conversation rather than them saying that they can't afford it i want to be able to like creating conversations and content throughout this 85 85 day journey to let them know that like yes you can like it's it's not the investment of your money for your wellness right now it just takes a little bit of prioritization and a little bit of investment of your time. And like you can totally get it right. And on top of that, you'll actually be like saving money. Like it is the way I eat, just like eating pretty much like whole food, plant-based. It's super affordable. And like that's something that's like, hey, 40 bucks a week, you can just eat. And like that's incredible. Um, so yeah, that's like, I guess, the most immediate thing about me without going like too far back into the past but yeah gonna bike 3,660 miles um starting saturday well i mean cat bikes not on a real well i do have a bicycle it's, it's, yeah i, I don't should, bike like that though. no <laughs> that's want to join I, I listen i don't want to hold you back <laughs> <laughs> the disease vector i'm not sure you want to taste take this giant yeah, disease vector I, uh, with you. A disease vector and i complain a lot okay. <laughs> so I i'll just like put in headphones and just i'll tell you like hey just go straight until yeah. you see me and then we'll turn so i don't have to deal with any of like the complaining <laughs> yeah, that would probably be the best way to handle it um, so like how does it work going that far do you stop periodically like what does that actually look like yeah 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 so the breakdown is daily i'll only be biking about 50 miles and no big deal just in advance (laughs) in advance of every place that i'll be staying Mm -hmm. i i have camping gear so i can just go to grocery stores and i can just camp illegally legally it's unclear um in in communities but I'm also like sharing this. So friends are kind of coming up and they're like, oh, I, I have friends in like York, Pennsylvania. So I'm not too proud to stay on a couch or accept like a guest room. Then there's also the couch surfing app. Mm-hmm. There's a biking community called Warm Showers. And if things get really bad, it's like I can go on hotel tonight and maybe find like a $50 hotel. So it's like this isn't this like athletic hero type journey Mm-mm. i'm using the bike to create some sort of like installation to get people's attention so they're like oh i admire his athletic achievement here but that's day one like what's going on for the rest of the 84 days like that's what i want them to pay attention to so yeah doing kind of that advance about where i'll stay biking 50 miles a day but also every two weeks about 
is when I'll go into a major U.S. city and we'll donate meals. So for every leg of the journey, we're donating meals to an organization in the ending location. So it's like Boston to New York, New York to Cleveland, Cleveland, St. Louis, Denver, Vegas, L.A. And I'll get into that city probably on the Thursday, donate meals on the Friday, do a small little event on the Saturday, hang out on the Sunday, leave Monday. So it's like week one, the first, from Saturday until next Sunday, that's eight days. I'm only biking four and a half of those days. And then I'm taking a day off to get like a tattoo in New York, a day to tour a company, a day to donate meals, a day to have an event, a day to hang out with my partner, and then I'm going to bike again. So it's like, it's a roll. It's a roll, but it's still cool. Like by the end of it, looking back, it'll be like, oh, he biked this whole way doing this for this. Um, but it's, the route is broken up to be extremely accessible. It's something where like, I think anyone could follow this and join at any time and they would succeed. Like if you have, say you're waking up with the sun at like five thirty, six, six thirty, and you're going to bed maybe like between eight and 10, that's a solid 12 to 14 hours during that day to bike 10 miles. You can bike 10 miles rest for two hours and do that and you'll still make it, you know, and like biking 10 miles is something that most people couldn't do. It's like you bike more in a 45 minute spin class than that. Um, and like, you're just cruising, you know? So that, that's how I broke it up and how it's planned. Hmm. Well, in that case, I biked quite a bit today. <laughs> I was going to say, yeah, <laughs> took a 45 minute spin class this morning. <laughs> yeah. But you like your, your spin class, I I did a training ride today and like you could argue that your spin class was harder than maybe the first hour and a half of my bike ride because like in spin class, you kind of always have the weight Mm -hmm. and I have downhills Mm -hmm. like, yes, going up a hill kind of sucks, but maybe the next 50 seconds, I'm just going downhill and then I shift gear and I'm just kind of cruising and like barely sweating. Yeah, sure. So there there's differences there's some comparisons it's just like the mental part of this more than the physical yeah. part because like my body i keep my body in a place where like i'm like able to wake up and just do things but it's the mind it's like mentally being like okay what's the what is the language you're going to choose to speak to yourself with um and it has to be this like extreme conviction of self-belief and like silencing any noise um, to just focus on it. Hmm. And and how do you, I guess, like, how do you prepare yourself for that mentally? Because I know it's I'm sure pretty easy to just be like, oh, this is, you know, such a long journey and like kind of slip into that negativity. So I know you mentioned being into meditation, yeah. but how do you, how have you been mentally preparing yourself for all that? It's, it's definitely like using meditation, but in a way it's, I've been harsh, I think, in conversations with people that it's putting on this kind of like playing a character where it's like, I am choosing that I 100% believe in myself and making that a habit, making that just routine with how I'm going to speak to myself and speak to others that like the goal and the only option for me is to bike across the country. But what does make it easy is that this Saturday, I don't have to bike to Los mm-hmm. Angeles. This Saturday, all I have to do is at 1 p.m. 
start pedaling and probably around like 2.30, 2.45 p.m., get off my bike at Whole Foods mm-hmm. in Providence and hang out with some friends. And then at four o'clock, bike downtown Providence a couple miles and go to this dinner at this new like um, 10,000 square foot vegan kind of like mm. hall. And then after dinner at like 6 p.m., bike another 14 miles to Warwick, Rhode Island, get off my bike and either stay with a friend or sleep um, like outside. Like, it's like that's all I have to do Saturday. Then when I wake up Sunday, go through my morning. So it's like my morning is like wake up, hydrate, you know, check in with my body, sit, have a 20 minute meditation and come out of that. And be like, okay, where am I for this? How am I doing for it? Then know that all I have to do that day is bike to New London, Connecticut. And then the same thing goes on. So it's like for Monday, all I have to do on Monday is bike from New London to New Haven. All I have to do next week is bike to New York City and be there Wednesday or Thursday. So it's like that's made it a lot easier than thinking I have this like massive bite that I have to do on day one. It's like, no, no, no. Day one, I just have to do a 45 mile ride through Providence. It's like less than what I did today for fun, you know? So it's that, that helps. And then I think just doing some physical training rides, like mentally I needed to do a full gear ride today where like I packed the bike, I drove down to Cape Cod I did a 50 miler and it's like, I ended it right on the dot at 50, but mentally it was like, okay, that's my average day. I can do that. I'm only going to get physically stronger. I'm only going to learn how to bike with less stuff or figure out exactly how to structure my days. The worst day is going to be the first day and then I'll figure it out from there. Um, The only thing I'm not really like mentally prepared for is cold and Mm -hmm. bad weather. I... I don't really do well in that. So I, I I don't know how to prepare for that yet. Wow. Um, you mentioned, I just want to ask really quickly, you mentioned um, how at these events, you're going to be giving away meals and things like that. How does that work? Can people sponsor you? Is it like, a, I guess, like, where does that come from? Or how do, how is that accumulated? So with that is, I... When when this was whole cre- when this was created, uh, starting like February March of this year, I was in a conversation with Monica, who is one of the co-founders of Vistro, and Vistro is these pre pre-made plant-based meals delivered right to you. And like in the conversation, we were sharing that we'd love to figure out a way to make eating plant-based more accessible to the masses, focus on lower income populations and be able to provide them meals to ignite their curiosity or their relationship to mm. eating vegan. So approaching them and I was like, hey, like, do you guys want to be presenting this ride? And what we'll do is you'll create a couple meals for the ride and any individual who wants to support this ride can donate a meal directly on the site's landing page. And those meals all go directly to these organizations. So like I'm facilitating and like being kind of like this like spokesperson type figure where it's like, hey, I'm going to ride across the country and I agree. let's agree that I'll ride and you will donate a meal. So like rather than friends and family be like, hey, Richie, how can I support your ride? It's I'm, ta- I'm removing that. Like that's not an option. 
if they want to support the ride, they will be donating a meal that we will then directly give to someone who is hungry, homeless from a low income population in one of our locations. And how are you in those in those locations that you're visiting? Um, how are you like spreading the word on that? Like how will how will you kind of find these people and make these donations? How does all of that come about? So we've partnered with an organization in each of the cities that we're donating meals, and they are what we believe and would consider like the leading organization, nonprofit that is feeding the hungry. So they have the ability to receive a couple hundred meals and make sure that they're going out to the proper individuals at a dinner that night or at a breakfast the next morning. Um, like think of like a shelter where there may be a hundred people that night. We're going to be able to feed everyone that night and everyone at breakfast that next day. So it'll be cool. It'll be really cool. And then in terms of getting word out just to like gain exposure for this and make, make it as big as possible and raise as many meals as possible is through, through the normal social media channels Um, you know, it's, it'll be my job to like document this the right way and generate some buzz. Um, but also inviting press at every location and every stop, making myself available for anything from like TV, radio, print that like having that energy for it. Wow. Um, so I would imagine that social media really plays like a big role Mm -hmm. in your ability to like get this out there to to people and let them know what you're doing and the success of it and kind of spreading your message. Totally. Yeah. yeah. Social media is, it becomes like the ultimate tool. You know, there's so many different platforms out there that just deciding which ones to invest in a little bit more and also maintaining just a like personal newsletter and personal email list has proven proven successful thus far. Like we just announced it about a week, eight days ago, and we've raised, I think, close to 700 meals already without it even starting. So it's pretty cool. And that's like just sending one quick email and knowing that like all the good content, all of the writing, all of the musicians, all of the photography has yet to come. So that's cool. It's like, I'm pretty sure that there'll be times during this where it's like, I don't necessarily need everyone to donate 50 bucks or like $40 or a hundred dollars. It's like right now, like looking at like Instagram stats or something, right? It's like if every single person that just like saw a post was like, yeah, you know what? I'll donate one meal. It's like, we'd already have thousands of meals raised. And it's just like figuring out a way, figuring out a way to mobilize the masses. Yeah. And like, treat this like it's a campaign like I'm canvassing the country like I'm running for like (laughs) the democratic seat or something right now like kind of kind of looking at the way they do and they're just like hustling every day like 10 locations um to do that and like to be in conversations like I kind of have to put on this completely like insertive character where like if I'm at a grocery store, it's just like starting conversations, restaurants, coffee shops, side of the road, intersections, just like it it really is my duty to be in as many conversations as I can. So like flexing and just like working on that muscle. So how do you, I guess, how did you get to that point? Cause that's, even if you're, you know, a, an outgoing person and an extrovert, or even if you're not and you just like people, that's like, sometimes hard. I actually, um, in my everyday job, 
work for a nonprofit and I'm in the development fundraising side of it. And like, that's a challenge sometimes is just being like, Hey, let me talk about this thing. Even if you wholeheartedly believe in it. So like, how can you, how did you get to that point where you're like comfortable being like, Hey, you, let me tell you about my, my thing that I'm doing. Like, how did you get here? (laughs) Oh, I wrote recently about Apollo Quayle quote where he talks about like opinions don't change the world, but like our actions do. And it stuck with me. So I was like, okay, step one, have an opinion, but also like live this lifestyle. So that was like a year ago is when I just started writing. And I was like, you know what? Screw it. Like I want to write. I'm going to put it out there. Does anyone want to receive my newsletter? And it's like a couple people signed up. And that's like step Mm -hmm. one of validating what you're doing, but also like the ego. Like the ego is definitely present. It's like, who are you to think you can write to people? Who are you to think you can start a podcast? Who are you to think that you can ride across the country and like become this authority in this space? And like it's definitely ego that comes up. But with every time you put something out there, Rather than focusing on the people who don't pay attention or rad- rather than me focusing on someone who like is like, oh, this is stupid. Even if there's just like that one person that is like, hey, this is great. Like this landed with me. I'll value that person so much more just to keep me going. And then now coming into like the new place where you talk about it, it's like even if you believe in something so much, it can become taxing. I'm fortunate that I'm at the early stages of this. So I have not only the conviction, but also the mm-hmm. energy and it's, it, it may, it, it just may be the fact that I believe in it so much. And I believe that any single person has a couple of dollars to spare. Mm-hmm. It's like for me to ask someone, Hey, could you donate $5 to raise some meals? It's like, I know any single person that I'll be in conversation with has that. Like I know every single person can spare $5 at a given time within a 85 mm-hmm. day period. Like there's going to be a moment between July 20th and October 10th that you can spare $5. And it's not a matter of if you can or can't, it's just like, it's will you like, do you believe in this? If you don't believe in it, that's totally cool. But like, I, I would want someone to have like the integrity and just be like, no, I don't really care about this. I'd be like, okay, that's totally cool. Just like, don't lie to me and tell you you can't. So I think being so bullish on that fact that I have this belief that any single person within the next 85 days will have $5 that they could part ways with to feed someone else a meal um, may, may be what's the biggest fuel on this right now. I love that. Mm-hmm. That's great. um so like what else prior to the wellness ride prior to biking and all that other thing like what else is your story like what 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 do you go to school for yeah yeah like now we know we know present so i grew up i grew up in the boston suburbs and i grew up as a hockey player I found success when I was 15 years old and I got asked to play for the U.S. national men's under 18 team for ice hockey. And this was like 
the best thing ever because it's like, hey, you're on the route to the draft, to the NHL, to the Olympics. And now like some of my teammates that I played with are Olympians, are in the NHL. And it was cool. I got to be captain. I have, I think it's three international silver medals and two gold medals. And then from there, after graduation, um, I went to Brown in Rhode Island. And I was there for sports. Like, yes, I did well academically. I graduated with a degree in economics, a degree in political science. I studied economics just because that's what all the other athletes did. And I didn't really think about it. I was like, okay, yeah, I'll just do it to hang out with you guys. But political science was cool because I was the only like real athlete in poli sci courses. And I took the international and comparative track. So I was studying like nuclear nonproliferation, civil wars, and like like tribal wars, like when you look at like territorial affairs in like the Middle East or um, Africa. And like it, I was able to write some pretty controversial papers, um, which was fun. Like I really enjoyed that because I was kind of questioning what we're told and fed um, by American media. And that was like my first start of like considering myself a writer considering myself someone who's able to think on their own beyond athletics and at graduation I didn't join everyone in like the pilgrimage to New York City Wall Street or San Francisco tech world I signed contracts for the next three years to play professional ice hockey in North America and in Europe and found myself as a French champion found myself on the Italian national team through dual citizenship I have. And at 25, it was May 1st, 2016, the day I flew back from Italy for my last season, I was like, okay, I'm done. Because I kind of hit this panic where all my friends, like we graduate and it's like Ivy League athlete, double major, you like have this moment where you're super like sexy to a company. But all the skills that I had there, I totally forgot. Like I hadn't written anything in years. I forgot Excel presentations. Like I didn't, I don't even know if I had a LinkedIn at the time. I, meanwhile, friends of mine are like raising money for companies are making six figures or being managers. They're like, Oh, I invested in a company. I'm like, damn, like, how are you guys doing this at 25? So I got super competitive with that. And mentally I was like, I'm such a failure. And like, I suck. So I started just applying for jobs, took the first job in Boston. And for the next 18 months, I worked at a tech recruiting firm and quickly learned that I still had those skills. I just hadn't exercised them. And I learned, you know, just like how to work hard, how to work smart, how to draft emails the right way, found myself being a manager And I walked away from that company in February of 2018, so about a year and a half ago now. And from there, the first year, um, me and my former CEO were trying to raise money for a um, telemedicine-based opioid addiction rehabilitation program that would just make it accessible for individuals in rural populations to 
be checking in with their doctors and going to group therapies through video conferences so they could still get their prescriptions for medication-assisted treatment like buprenorphine rather than having to go into like a methadone clinic every morning, buprenorphine you could prescribe so an individual could get that and have like a weekly check-in. We just wanted to make it more available. And it was a bit like ahead of the time. We didn't have all the tech worked up. So we, we put a pause on that. And at that same time is when I moved to Los Angeles. So I moved to LA with my partner, with her bandmate, my best friend, and moved in right before Christmas. And since then, it's been just like more of a commitment to myself as a writer, a commitment to myself as someone who wants to be sharing my journey and experience as a individual who at 26 years old announces to like his entire athletic community that he's sober, that he's meditating and only eating vegan (laughs) from there on, which is like so foreign to this like masculine, like beat my chest environment. Everyone's like, dude, what? So privately, there's been just a lot of cool conversations that have come from that that like friends being like oh hey i think i drink too much you're like hey my health kind of sucks like how can i eat plants or like hey i'm super stressed and i speak to myself with horrible language and i am toxic in relationships i'm thinking about meditation so it's nice to have those private conversations but now to publicly like declare it and commit totally to it has kind of put me on this path and accelerated more of like trying to become this more authoritative figure. And I think I'm in a rare or unique position where I'm not too far removed from that like masculine male, like toxic environment where I can still speak that language, but I can also speak the language of vegan meditators. I can speak the language of people who are holding like compassionate animal vigils at night, I can still speak to parents and speak to investors. So I I like put myself like in this like nucleus where everything that I'm learning now, I hope that I can just like put it into these super distilled commentaries that everyone can just digest. And it's like, all right, cool. That's just like, that's just a dude taking care of himself, trying to invest in his wellness and be like kind and loving and compassionate to people. Like we can get on board with that. And that's where I want to try to keep myself. Like I want to be able to continue speaking to everyone rather than isolate myself. Great. So that's my Great. background. Great. Great. I just don't even know what yeah. to like say to that. That's I. Yeah. Um. So in um at what point in there did you decide to move towards being more plant based? Like, what kind of brought upon the vegan transition in your life? Before my final season pro, I had herniated discs and I kept on like inflaming them and re-injuring them, doing deadlifts, hang cleans, front squats, anything with weight in a gym. So I spent the summer living on the beaches of Cape Cod and just like running and doing sand workouts. Gave me a lot of time to read books, gave me a lot of time to jump into podcasts and started listening to Rich Roll's podcasts, then started reading Finding Ultra, his book. And I was like, oh, sweet. This dude's a badass athlete. 
He's way more of an athlete than me in terms of endurance, and he only eats plants. Let me try this. So during that season, I was mostly plant-based. Like if I'd get drunk at night, I was in Italy, I'd have salami, cheese, and pizza. Um, and it was still it was like my best season ever. Like I wasn't getting tired. Blood work was done and like the coaches were just like, Oh, okay, we'll we'll stop telling you you need more iron. I was like, Thank you, just like mm-hmm. let me live. <laughs> and I traveled after that season a little bit and I fell off it because I was just like partying more and going out. So I'd have like the late night kebab or like being in Italy, all like the cheeses on pasta. But when I came back here, I was just like, oh, I felt way better when I was just like waking up and smashing a big green smoothie and like having tahini and sweet potatoes and chickpeas and just like eating like that. So that was it really was that summer. And it was like the rituals podcast, like started it. And then the snowball or like the compound feeling good effect was seeing my body perform a certain way. So for me, it was totally health based. But in the year since then, it's shifted, I think, like the animal compassion piece is just really taken off internally for me. And even now recently, just like all the conversations around environment, um, it's like, what you know like people are like oh it's for health it's for the animals it's for the environment like why someone might start eating uh, vegan or eating plant-based and for me it was definitely health but now like I'm so aware of things like I was at a restaurant today and like they're like yeah we're banning plastic straws and I was like all right you still have fish on your menu like like oh sweet you're saving the fish that you killed from plastic straws and it's like think about that it was literally i was like oh cool you're protecting the fish from plastic straws so you can kill them and eat them and it was like that right there like a year ago i was i wouldn't have really thought about but now it's so clear to me you know (laughs) i'm just like what this makes no sense like your straws are cute yeah that's nice because i like do a cool instagram post and like a couple people come in for brunch and they're like ah Sweet bloody Marys and mimosas with no straws. I'm doing a great thing for my environment. Fish tacos. Oh, right, right. damn it! You're almost there. But you murdered fish tacos and you just murdered a fish. Um, so yeah, it was it was health, and now all three of them. Yeah, a balancing I, uh, act. We that scenario specifically, we laugh about kind of a lot because that that comes up. Yeah, the straws versus but you're still eating fish thing happens all the time. But like I just it's like it's like the trend like someone just like oh hey that restaurant across the street doesn't do straws we should get rid of it too and it's like oh great idea great idea go like write about it on that sign we have on our sidewalk that we like draw on every day yeah I feel like that happens all the time with fish though because you get the like well you're vegan or you you know vegetarian but you still eat fish right like there's just that (laughs) misconnection with fish being animals you're like wait wait what yeah what so you also hear a lot of strange arguments around fish that like fishing helps fish there's just so many strange I mean fish is just such a silly there's so many misconceptions around that but I think what um what you're saying happens for everybody. You know, Danny and I both um, went vegan for animal reasons, but have Mm -hmm. talked about how 
we didn't realize the health benefits. We didn't realize the environmental connections. And then you have kind of like your your window into this movement. And then because of that one thing that brings you in, you end up learning all of this other stuff that you had no idea Mm. was happening behind the scenes. I feel like that happens for everybody. Right. Yeah. I think it's, it's really cool. Like it's like once you're in this like club, there's like three different rooms that you can go into and you're just like, Oh my God. I didn't, or like, let's call it a museum. It's like, Whoa, I didn't even know they had this wing. And you just become like the biggest fan of that. And you're like, oh, wow, this is really good. And it's just like, it really rounds out and confirms for me, like my decision. So it's even if I get like a craving for a different type of food, there's something else now rather than just my health. Because before it might like just starting out a bit, like, oh, I'll compromise this because like I'm in good health, I can eat it. But now it's like, oh, yeah, I'm in good health, I can eat that. Ooh. that animal was murdered they're like neck and they were hung up by their feet and their blood was drained as they're like convulsing and like people were taking videos of it and smiling then i'm like ooh, okay or it's like oh my health is fine i can eat this but oh shit like look at all the people that are starving because we're feeding animals this or like we're harvesting this part of the earth and clearing out these pastures so animals can then be there and we're taking out like oxygen and co2 from the world it's like there's there's other parts Mm -hmm. of it for me to think about now which i'm really glad i'm educated on and just like continuing to get educated on like there's so much more but it's conversations like this and like hearing those episodes that you guys have done where you bring on individuals that are more educated about it um and it's like there's there's this like weird thing where you can just tell with the tone of someone's voice if it's bullshit mm, or not. Sure. And it it continues to be proven just to me where I'm just like, okay, when people are talking about the environment and animal agriculture's effect on the environment and the oceans and climate change, like they're pretty just like, they're like, yep, these are the facts. Like this is it. And I'm just like, yeah, they're, they're not bullshitting. But then when someone tries to defend it and they're like, no, like, this happens, this happens, natural disasters happen. No, don't change mm-hmm. anything. You can you can sense the defense oh, yeah. in their voice. And it's like, okay, what is that defense? It's like that defense mm-hmm. is fear. What is that fear? I don't know what that fear may be, but it's it's something where like if, if you if you listen, if we definitely listen, it's like, hmm, okay, okay, I understand where the truth is here. Yeah, I feel like both the fear and the defensiveness that you can hear in someone's voice comes from people people don't like to be challenged, right? Mm-hmm. People don't like to be told that they're on the wrong side of something and so that manifests through defensive behaviors, through fear, through anger. Whereas when you're hearing somebody speak in fact and speak in science, they're much more calm because they're confident in what they're saying and they know they have the science to back it up and mm-hmm. they know that they're you know, actually living the truth that they're describing to you. And I feel like that's the difference. You can hear that confidence versus you can hear panic almost in somebody else's voice. Totally. I, I really like that. I'm going to start oh, using confidence and panic. I, I like that. I've been saying like conviction and defense, but I like confidence and panic because it's it spreads into like a lot of different things, um, like press conferences yes. and stuff we see right now or like, political sphere without diving too deep into it where it's like a yes. thing to look back like hmm 
I wonder, is this person yes, confident or is this person exactly? And- yes, exactly. And I, I think that's exactly right. You can sense that on the lowest of low scales, just maybe in a conversation you're having in everyday life, all the way up to exactly what you said, you know, the current political climate. When you watch a documentary and you see both sides of something, like anything from the smallest to the largest thing, I think you can sense the difference between somebody who's confident in what they're talking about and somebody who's panicking. So, yeah, thank you for coming to my TED Talk. (laughs) <laughs> That's such a good line. So what else? What else? Is there is there anything else you want to say or anything? Um, th- that's like the really big thing. Knowing I wanted to have the conversation um, yeah. with you guys. But like I know the big on the environment and big on the animals piece. And then coming at it from like my introduction with as like the athlete or the vegan athlete. And like we're in the months before like are you aware of this new movie coming out game changers yeah that's the um okay. the james cameron one yeah. yeah yeah so james Cameron's involved with that and then it's like basically all of these athletes that are like on top of the world like lewis hamilton from f1 Djokovic from tennis um i think schwarzenegger's on it and like everyone being like yeah i eat plants and i'm strong is like what the movie is but it's this ride depending on who the individual is paying attention to like this ride across the country like if it's one of my friends who's still playing professional sports they're they probably don't care right now as much about like animal compassion or environment but if i'm like oh yeah you're not going to get tired in your games and like you're going to be able to work out harder because you can recover they'll look and be like ooh let me pay attention to this so that's it's cool to like have this intersection of conversation where like i came into this from different parts where you did you guys did and then knowing how educated you guys are on on the environment um is why i wanted to connect with you guys and jump on and just like meet you in person or e-person and then just continue this relationship friendship throughout the ride and like continue learning from you guys um, as well as sharing the podcast with friends, because I like how you guys structure yours and how they're just like, Hey, let's chat. Let's talk like less of like this agenda. That's that's us for sure. We, uh, (laughs) and that's kind of, you know, where this podcast was born from, um, Danny and I actually having, yeah, well, and Danny and I actually having a little bit of that, um, ego where we were like we love having conversations and maybe people want to listen to them <laughs> you know because we're like um, we're funny and, and, and like... we're, we're very very good friends and we we love having conversations with each other and we love stuff like this where we get to meet new people and exchange ideas and and we just thought hey like let's record this and see if anybody cares about it and I think that that's you know so much of what's been motivating for us is Mm -hmm. seeing what comes out of it I'm sure that's super motivating for you is like I feel very passionate about this thing let's see if anybody Mm -hmm. agrees you know what's cool too is that like no one has to engage with it Mm -hmm. like if every single person in my life is like oh I don't care about your writing I think it sucks I don't care about what you have to say they don't have to read it they don't have to pay attention to it you know like if no one if none of your friends want to listen to your podcast, like they don't have to. Right. So it, 
yeah, there is like that ego. And I think ego gets this bad rep, but it's like, no, like embrace the ego and just like understand what your motivations are. You know, it's like, is my ego telling me to do this with good intention or am I doing this because like I need to prove someone I'm better than them? It's like, that's probably a shitty ego. But if your ego is like, hey, I really think individuals who might be like wellness curious or plant-based curious would like to hear some of the answers to the questions that they have. Then great. Like that's like with such good intention. Mm-hmm. That's just like, hey, let me take a couple hours out of my day every week to offer advice or just offer my experience to someone. And if one person hears it, it's like, oh, that's awesome. But it's like you're you're doing it for a greater good. And that's a really admirable side of things to be on. Yeah, because yeah. you just never know who you're going to reach or influence. And that's why we like just being conversational about it, because like, that's how you live your everyday life. Most yeah. people just want someone to talk to or a friend to talk to or, you know, people to listen to and to understand them. And so that's kind of it's nice to hear that that's why, you know, anyone likes our podcast is because of that, because we're like, we just want to mm-hmm. talk like we yeah. want to be there for you and like you know we say we are everyone's new best friends but like we can be like yeah. you know <laughs> yeah, yeah you know like we love talking to people we have full emails from carissa hey carissa yeah you know and you know cookies from kiki and these relationships and now you that we get to follow along with you and then you know you know circle back to this at the end of your ride like it's oh, just yeah. so supportive like this that's so important with this community and this movement whether it's you know animal environment health like to save the future as a whole Mm -hmm. it we all need to be in it together and so it's really cool to have these relationships formed just from you know being passionate about doing a thing yeah so yeah and I definitely want to do that I want to talk to you again have you back on when you get back in October and hear uh, everything so take good notes that'll be fun that'll be fun <laughs> I, will, yeah, I will yeah oh gosh I have no like I wonder I have no idea what it'll be like like I have no idea what I'm gonna feel like on October 10th like arriving to Los Angeles and then the 11th we're doing like the last day of donations and the 12th we're doing a community ride mm. so it's like October 13th the Sunday I'm just it's like it's over like it's totally over and like who knows what will happen from it like there's there's like obviously like this small hope that like hey it gains traction and then I can like I don't know write more speak more about it that'd be really sweet and like share this story but I'm also setting my expectations that like I may October 13th may come and I may be like oh I just want to like hibernate for the next two months I'm sure (laughs) yeah I don't know like go to the islands and like live in a hostel off ten dollars a day for like the next three months like I don't know who I'll be um I had this oh I this crazy experience was today where I it was mile 22 and I stopped for a burrito down in Orleans Massachusetts and as I was leaving this guy was like, Hey, where are you heading? I was like, well, California. 
And he was like, okay, cool. What route are you taking? And I told him, he's like, when do you start? Saturday, 1 p.m. He's like, oh, I'm asking all these questions because when I was 28 years old, I biked from Oregon to Virginia. And I'm 28 right now. So I was like, oh, wow, that's cool. Like, same age. And we're talking. He's like, hey, how can I follow you? I was like, well, do you have Instagram? He's like, I don't, I don't know how to do that. I was yeah. like, okay, what's your email? And he told me, he's like, Matt Crowley. And I was like, no way. You're lying to me. And my last name's Crowley as well. So it was like this omen where I was like, I met a dude who 28 years old biked across the country and his last name is Crowley. He's from the suburbs of Boston. I was like, it's like, we're the same person. But the other part of it, and this may be the stretch, but uh, it, it makes me feel good, is the only other person I know that I know intimately that has biked across the country is my partner's father. And her dad did it. And afterwards, he became like a headmaster, teacher, really into like education for elementary, middle school and high school. Matt Crowley, the 28 year old who shares my name that did this like 25 years ago, when his ride ended, he went to grad school for education to become a teacher and he's now a superintendent. So it was just like the coincidences there, like age, name, occupation for... Yeah, it was just like such a good omen that I was like, okay, this is I'm going to I'm going to hang on to that. So it's it's cool also like the other stuff that he what what sparked that was that he was telling me he was like it was the best thing I've ever done in my life. That's awesome. And now knowing that it's like biking is like an active meditation, it's a digital detox. It's going to show me the world, it's going to help me get off the screen and make some new friends. And if anything, It'll be a really cool thing for the next time I have to play Two Truths and a Lie. Yeah. <laughs> that's true. That's awesome. Yeah, that's very cool. Um, I'll be able to throw people off with that one. They'll be like, did he? Did he I know. not? I'm like, you don't yeah, know. Yeah, for sure. You don't know. I would, I would be stumped. <laughs> um, logistical question. It's really funny because Andy texts us things because he doesn't talk on the podcast. And I was about to ask this anyways, but he was like, and relevant. How are you getting back? Because you're based in Boston, right? No, I'm based in Los you Angeles. So I, Los moved, Angeles. Okay. Yeah. so I moved to Los Angeles oh, okay. last year. Uh-huh. And I had a wedding in Maine last weekend. So it, uh-huh. it matched up. I was like, okay, I'm going to fly home for a wedding. I'll bring the bike and all the gear back. And I'll have it at this local coffee shop, invite the friends and family. People can ride with me day one. But Andy, I am never coming back. <laughs> That's what you should have just said. You should have been like, I'm, I'm never coming back. <laughs> That's so funny. Okay, that makes a lot more sense because yeah. I, I was like, how do? Yeah. Yeah. The next time I come back will be on like jet. Plane. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wow. That's pretty cool. Yeah. I was going to say, now we got to come out to LA. I know. Yeah. You guys come out often? No, I've never been. I've never been on the West Coast at all. I haven't been to LA in a few years. I used to have a good friend who lived in Palm Desert, but she lives here now. And when she lived in Palm Desert, I used to go see her every summer, but she doesn't live there anymore. So I haven't been to LA in a few years, but I love, I love that area. So let's go. Yeah. You guys should definitely come out, roll through, roll through for some sweet potatoes and chickpeas. And avocados and bike rides and beaches and just and also never come back because that sounds like <laughs> I'm never coming back. Yes. Really? yes, like once once winter's 
get too much and you're like, oh, I'd hate the cold. Call me, come out and pack two bags and never come back. That I mean, that for me was actually like, I don't know, 25 years ago or so. I fucking hate the cold. Yeah. Yeah. I'm I'm going to Vancouver for work in October. And I think I might plan like a little West Coast trip after that. But I think it'll be more, I think it'll be more like Northern California, maybe Oregon, because I've never been to that part of the country, like Portland or Seattle. I've never done any of that. So I think I might be a little more North. Portland's cool. Yeah, that's Portland's cool and then like you can get out to the beaches like Cannon Beach is cool um I dislike Northern California like San Francisco yeah I just everyone loves it but I don't get it like I don't personally get it some of my friends like (laughs) no I've spent quite a bit of time in San Francisco um and I'm I'm good on San Francisco but I've never been north of there so I've never okay. done anything north of San Francisco. I did uh, a couple of years ago, the last time I was in LA, actually, I did the Pacific Coast Highway from San Francisco to San Diego. So I've got California oh, handled, <laughs> but I've never been north of San Francisco. So, okay. Okay. Well, then we'll give north of San Francisco a pass <laughs> until we have some better intel on what's going yeah, on. I have no idea what's going on. So. After they have, I'm pretty sure north of there is like that county where there's like a Netflix show called Murder yeah, Mountain. Yeah. And yeah, I think that's north of San Francisco. So like, please be safe. Yeah, but I like, think have, you're have a, right. Yeah, I think you're right. I, I haven't, I know what you're talking about, but I haven't watched it. So I'm not 100% sure. But yeah, it's, it's spooky. Hmm. So, uh, do you want to ask the big question, though? You like to ask the big question. Yes, I do. <laughs> Tell me about your favorite vegan meal, Richie. What is it? It's mush. Okay. <laughs> so. That sounds good for a bike ride. Mush makes sense. It's a base of, like, mixed greens and kale. Like, anything that's green. Like, spinach, mixed green, or kale. Like, put two of those in. Put on some like warm quinoa, just like crispy though, like not too watery, like so it's too like thick and oatmeal-y, like make it a little crunchy. Mm-hmm. On top of that, roast some chickpeas. So what I do for like chickpeas and sweet potatoes, I chop them up really small and I'll heat up some coconut oil, put them in like a pot, lid on, shake it up so they get coated, put a little garlic, a little cayenne pepper. Oven 400 degrees until I can put a fork in it and like it tastes good. <laughs> then black beans, black beans with red onion um, and tofu mushrooms with a little tamari in another pan. So those are just like, hey, do you want the beans and the onion or would you like the mushroom and the tamari? Dealer's choice. And top that on top of it, then come over it and there'll be some tomatoes sliced up for you. There'll also be some avocado sliced up still in the shell but pit removed so you can just squeeze that in and there may be some chopped up cabbage then dress it you can put on some like hot sauce you could put on tahini you could put on some like white wine vinegar and then from there you just mush it all together and the tahini makes it like the mush oh i love tahini me too so now i'm it's so good And then also like dates and almond butter, just like for like the the snack. Like I don't know if you guys do a lot of like dates, but yeah, dates and peanut butter is candy. 
I've actually never tried that. I love dates. Oh my, it's gonna change everything. I'm. I mean, I want that. I mean, that sounds amazing. It does. It sounds great. Oh, it's so good. It's, oh. But it's like, get like a nice creamy almond butter. Yeah. Like a good, a good almond butter. Yeah. All right. Great. Done. Let's <laughs> go into the store now. Yeah, we're going to go get some almond butter. Oh, man. So where, um, where can people find you? Where can they follow your journey, find you on the internet, all that good stuff? So I think the best place would be Instagram because Instagram, I then have like a link tree that people can follow out from there. It's like, oh, I want to donate meals or I want to read what you write, go to events, follow Facebook, YouTube, all that stuff. So Instagram is Ricky Tickles and that's Tickles with a Z. (laughs) Why? (laughs) I have to know why. (laughs) That's funny. I was like a couple of years ago, I was just like rhyming. Well, first of all, my name is Richie. And then I was like, you know what? I'm just going to start calling myself Ricky because I thought it was funny. And I was just like being like the rhyme game where it's like Ricky Bicky, Ricky Dicky, Ricky Ficky, Ricky Jicky and got down to Ticky. And I was like, Ricky Ticky, Ricky Tickle, Tickle, who's ticklish? And then it was like... <laughs> Tickles and like I think I think the time I actually had a mustache and people were like, dude, that's like so weird. <laughs> it's perfect. <laughs> um, yeah, like my like cousins, like like younger cousins who are like in elementary school would be like, hey Ricky Tickles, and like my aunt and uncle's like, what are they talking about? Like, <laughs> oh, they got the wrong guy. They got the wrong guy. <laughs> I don't know what they're talking about, those kids. Yeah. Nobody knows. I don't know. It's like yeah. If, if I were being like a bit more serious with it, though, it's like, I don't know, like never lose like the self, the sense of like play. Yeah, yeah. Like, just because I'm 28 years old, like I have to be a certain person. It's like, no, like <laughs> I don't have to do anything. Like if I still want to play and like have energy and goof around, I can do that as long as my intentions, like we talked about, are like really aligned and like mm-hmm. they're good. So like I have that confidence with like, my intentions so i don't really second guess like if someone's like oh he's immature and i was like i was like no i'm not like i'm good (laughs) see that's exactly what i said over our bachelor bachelorette party weekend and kat said of course this is happening at your party when everyone in the van all of us (laughs) grown-ass adults were singing along to the new lion king soundtrack oh yeah and i'm like yeah of course we are because you know we're adults and sometimes in a scary uncertain world it's nice to have that little bit of goofiness and certainty yeah. that we're like yeah, yeah. this is happening so i'm about that I'm, I'm on board with that how was the soundtrack <laughs> i haven't heard it yet the soundtrack is amazing we're going to see the movie um this week so yeah. are you going to, like i i think i'm gonna go a noon show on friday but it comes out at like 6 p.m tomorrow which is it, interesting it, yeah it does yeah um we're I going it has to be like a midnight show but it's like, I don't know why they say it comes out on the 19th if it really comes out on the 18th. I don't, get it. I don't know either because and we thought about this with um, Aladdin when it came out because I went and saw it at like the 6 p.m. And then I'm like, okay. oh, is it because it's a children's show that like a midnight showing wouldn't get anyone? But if it's 6 p.m., you're yeah. going to get people? Ooh, I don't know. All right. That's good thinking. Maybe. Yeah. I don't okay. know. But like, I'm excited. It's going to be I'm great. Like yeah, I'm I'm pretty pumped to go see that. I told my parents that that's the fun. They were like, what do you want to do on your last day? I was like, um, let's get <laughs> sweet green and go see the Lion King. They're like, what? 
I was like, come on, just just give me this. Just Shut let it. me live. <laughs> yeah, love it. That sounds great. Oh man. Yeah. I'm pumped. Well, this is that was this has been amazing. Thank you so much for taking the time, especially like right before you do this yeah. huge thing to to talk with us. It's been absolutely amazing. You're a very inspiring person and just really well spoken and fun and very real, which I just can't thank you enough. Yeah, I can't wait to follow your journey and I can't wait to talk to you again in October. Yeah. So, so cool. Yeah. I hope I I do it justice and can make it fun and engaging for people. Um, I'm sure. I'm sure that you will. (laughs) And Andy says to keep us posted, we can give Ricky Tickles updates. Okay, I got. We'll do a new segment. We'll do a new segment on the podcast. Quiet man, back. Yeah, we can do what's tickling this. that i'll make like a fun little like boomerang of like me doing like tickle fingers and people will really get weird <laughs> please do that every single week what's tickling with ricky where is he now <laughs> oh, i love it that's great well thanks again we appreciate it yeah thank you so it's much it was nice to to meet you ish yeah <laughs> meet to meet your voice yeah. <laughs> oh yeah no I, I really enjoyed it thank you for being responsive when I first messaged you and flexible with timing and just like super engaging and fun to talk with. Yay. Yay. <laughs> Thanks Yay, vegan. Yay. Yay. <laughs> Great. So how do you feel after that interview? really great do you feel like you're on fire i actually do feel like i'm on fire but that's because it's a thousand degrees in here <laughs> it is one thousand yeah, degrees in here sorry i thought that was really cool that's mm-hmm. that's i don't know I, i'm i feel like humbled because i was gonna say what am i doing with my life okay well no i feel bad because of that i feel humbled <laughs> because he reached out to us and i'm like you're way cooler like yeah, i don't yeah, i don't cool know guy. you're cool and Love that. Younger than us. I know. I don't put that together. <laughs> yeah. I was like wondering, and I'm like, I'm not gonna uh, ask. And you put I it was together. Twenty eight. I was not doing nearly as motivating stuff. We didn't have the podcast yet, did we? No. No. Oh, when you were twenty eight. Sorry. Twenty eight. Oh, sorry. Maybe when you was were I born yet? I forget. <laughs> <laughs> I I forgot how old you are you would have been 28 when we started the podcast though. yes yeah All yeah right. so i but that's why i was like you were 28 no i was i was already she made you 30s. were 35 yeah so. <laughs> uh, i was already 67 <laughs> just turned a fresh 80 benjamin button over here mm-hmm. <laughs> i just turned a fresh 80 <laughs> I just turned a fresh 80 Oh man. It's oh, all right. 30 flirty and thriving. Am I right? That's right. Yes. <laughs> we were thriving this weekend mm-hmm. when we went to the Bach party. That was so fun. That honestly was fun. Yes. That was that great. It was a good locale choice. I liked all the surprise vegan stuff because I, I mean, maybe I'm just bad at research, but I was trying to look stuff up and I did not have nearly as much luck as Jesse and Amy clearly did. And I know, um, Lauren did some research, too, and I was like, oh, I'm glad you guys did, because I couldn't find anything. That was, like, the one thing that I was, like, it was, like, back in my mind. Again, I was not nervous at all in this instance, because the people that, it's not like 
a random person planning it. Like right. anyone who was even remotely involved knows us really well. And so that's why I was like, they'll do fun things. But that was in the back of my mind as I was like, food. Right. Because food is so important to me. Right. And I'm right. like, God, I hope right. it's not just like yeah. all Chipotle or, or something like right. that. I was yeah. like, Arr. but like it it that it was so it was what? Springfield is where we were and then Northampton is where Northampton, Northampton is where for like the win. Yeah. Yes. And like who the fuck knew? Yes, Northampton for the win. I don't think I'd ever been there. Nope. But now we're going to start going every other weekend? Yeah, honestly, Probably. I was um telling Lauren at work, Lauren, about it and she was saying that she'd been to Northampton a couple times for like concerts and stuff, mm-hmm. but never really spent any time there and I was like, "Oh, girl, it's the best. What a great yeah. little hidden gem." Yeah. Loved it. Can't wait to go back. No. We uh I mean, honestly, I feel like we should start planning because it's it, so it has easy. everything. Day trip. Yeah. It has literally everything. Um it had the Best tofu ever. Mm-hmm. Um, which what was the name? Okay, now that's the question. What was the name of that place? The Dirty Truth. Whoa! I was gonna say Whoa! something. I was like something about lies. <laughs> Pretty Little Liars. Yeah, Pretty Little Liars. The restaurant. Oh, you could do a video. No, you can stop. do a video no. restaurant called Pretty Little Liars where everything because people are gonna go. They're thinking know. it's me. Exactly. You don't know. <gasps> TM. 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 <laughs> Pretty Little Liars and like, oh, have this pulled pork sandwich. It's fucking jackfruit. TM, TM, TM. Yeah. Losers. Anyways. Hey, Andy. Hi. I was also at the Bach party. Well, yeah, you're the other half of the Bach. Yep. Bach. Anyways. Great. So the... Tofu was a it was a tofu bowl thing had quinoa yeah had shrooms yeah some shroomies in it I think some onion stuff uh, I don't remember what they called it it's the bowl it was only... like a grain bowl yeah grain bowl yeah, that's, that's like bowl. why I didn't really get Same. it is because I'm I like was I nervous. can get a grain bowl anywhere well, it's kind of boring that it was gonna be gross like, yeah that it was gonna be like their attempt at something. Vegan, healthy or like vegetarian healthy, or whatever yeah. so i was like nah yeah and then there i was taking the bullet for so everybody fucking good turns out i was so the, mad yeah the world's best tofu so good cannot figure out exactly i don't know what, what the fuck on. they did i'm pretty sure if i were to guess pressed brined frozen mm. flash fried in that order mm. what was what was it like what do you think it was like brined with though? I don't because it know. had like that it, almost like that like saltiness that you get from mushrooms. You know what, what was I mean? the name of the place again? The Dirty Truth. Okay, let me look and see if I'm gonna guess that the brining was something like, or or it may have just or it might be the you switch the pressing and the other thing. It was definitely pressed, but uh, maybe you switch the other and you just let it hang out you know i could you know how you keep your tofu in water mm-hmm. don't do that keep it in like some kind of a briny situation good i'm thinking salt maybe a little like liquid smoke maybe some yeah. paprika it something just like says, that saute local mushrooms roasted garlic sauce roasted leek and marinated tofu does not say yeah so that's i think that's part of the uh the trick that was delicious. and then the be the flash frying i think is also very important mm-hmm. but yeah the best tofu Really just out of this world. 
Uh, what else did we have? We also I had, had the some... homemade burger, which was really good too. Their homemade burger was delicious. Yeah. yeah, I had the hummus platter, which was it was clear they made their own hummus. Like everything was obviously like made there. It was all very good. That hummus was delicious. Pretzels are also really dope oh, too. Yeah, They're yeah. good pretzels. Homemade mu- I Yeah, I'm convinced everything was yeah. homemade because that mustard was mm. nice. Mm-hmm. Uh, what else did we have? We had some quality ice cream mm-hmm. from several ice crammeries. We had the, del- the delicious milkshakes. Oh my god, the orange mm-hmm. creamsicle milkshakes. Mm-hmm. Yep. Those were amazing. And the best chocolates of our life. In that random candy store. Who discovered that? Something. We're just walking down the street and some, was it you that said, it said vegan sure was. inside? And you were like, Andy for Meh. the win. Yeah. Yep. That was, and I was expecting like a vegan chocolate again, not like two rows of different things and a whole yeah. section of little things. I, I assumed that it was just going to be like, like chocolate that happens to be vegan. You know what right. I mean? Like I didn't expect like a whole section. No, instead so you good. got bespoke oh. vegan chocolates. It was so good. And a selection mm-hmm. of bars that were all labeled as vegan too. Yeah, it was Which very is nice. good. I haven't busted it. We haven't busted into mm-hmm. that guy yet. Oh, so yeah. we'll see. Oh. Um, Delish. That bagel place. Bagel place was very good. That awesome, was. Very good. Oh, that was so good. Yeah. That was in Northampton too. I'm pretty sure. I feel like everything. Yes. Yeah, more like most right of our outside of Northampton. Stops, yeah. 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 Uh, and then on the way, I had a way... pretzel bagel. I just want to throw that out there because that's a unique thing. That was a pretzel bagel. It's yeah. Fucking good. Um. Then along the way, we of course hit up a very fun coffee shop. Oh yeah, too. that coffee's place was cute yeah and you almost Monsoon totally forgot about coffee. it because it was the very first mm-hmm. like real real yeah. deal stop you're welcome Nah, it was, it was good i'd go back there and hang out too they had, oh, that's yeah. that yeah. space is actually huge adorable and all of the coffee that they do are like beans that are of course like fair trade and good farmers small farmers things like that so it was really cool it was delicious yeah they're yeah. definitely like like touchy they're one of those um uh places that works with the farmers to try and find things i believe but very fun mm-hmm. um oh my god and cat wasn't there yet but the chinese food near the hotel was a rando one. Oh yeah you guys like talked about it the whole weekend it was, was clearly a hit we were literally walked into the hotel lobby and i just went over to look at the menus because i was bored everyone else was checking in and i like pick up the chinese food and i see that they have like you know the normal tofu things and i put it back down and it says vegan menu and i was like what i didn't see that and i hadn't flipped it over so i did and it was a whole like same thing as like empire walk it mm-hmm. wasn't as big as empire walk but it was still like quarter quarter of the back of the menu yeah of th- all the fake chicken and fake shrimp and beef and all the different wow. things and i was like what the what the fuck and we got that and it was very first of all it was delicious second of all they gave you so much fucking food i got three meals out of my general sales chicken I grabbed, I had Kung Pao chicken, and there is still some. Yeah, like, there's so in much the food. Yeah. It was so good. Wow. It was really, really tasty. I don't Bananas. know what they used, either. I, I, I couldn't tell if yeah, it was I'm not sure. Maywa or what it was. Delicious, though. Mm. Yeah. Any other uh, standout food items? I think the chocolate and that tofu were the <laughs> two, like, huge things. Delicious. They were the killers, yeah. Yeah, for sure. Food wise, I think those are the main main things. But like, who knew Northampton has like a Check good it vegan out. scene? Yeah. Oh, the falafel, Jesus! Oh, that was another, that's right. You yeah. got to get a falafel for that yeah. next time. Ooh. Oh, they were so they were nice. It was just two people doing their thing. Yeah. You know, um, they very like nice. They were like, you want it spicy? Like, okay. And 
majority of the menu was vegan. Yeah. And then it was like, yes, they had a chicken kebab thing. And yeah, they, yeah. I think they may have had beef as well. But like, wow. so good. Yeah, it's a really good falafel. And like, again, a giant thing for cheap. Which you also still have some so, in the fridge. Yeah, there's so much food. Wow. Yeah, Falafels, so I we gotta add falafel into our rotation. Maybe falafel Friday. Ooh, there you go. Taco Tuesday, falafel Friday. Yep. Love it. Yeah, that sounds great. But Northampton, guys, go there. Yeah. Make a trip. It's worth it. It's yeah. so and it's cute. It's a cute little downtown. Cute bookstores. Yeah. yeah. Oh, we are forgetting. Um that to- that herb garlic bread with the gravy oh from the green bean green bean yeah yeah the green bean that the was also really good yeah. it looked real weird i opened it up and was like oh, oh shit. god because it was this giant <laughs> round thing like it was like a mushy yeah. looking thing but then i was like all right well let's see i it ordered so it oh no yeah it looked very british yeah 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 yeah, yeah. yeah. No, it was it was unexpected. I delicious. got like a couple of their um, veggie sausage patties with it, and mm-hmm. I don't know. I think they were like a brand. I don't. They weren't Guardian. They might no. have been. I don't know what they were, but they were they, still good. I got them too, and they yeah. were also very good. Yeah, yeah. So that was another place. That place was fucking crowded. So apparently, yeah. everyone loves yeah, that, that place. Yeah, that place was crazy. Their coffee was really good too. Yep, I got an iced coffee from them, and it was really good. Yeah. So overall, great. 10 out of 10. Yeah. We'll go again. And it's cute downtown. Yeah. Go to the crystal shop. Yep. Yeah. Meet and our that friend. tunnel bar was so fucking cool. Oh, oh, um, yeah. That, that was so cool. That was, that was a matte find, right? Yeah, I yeah, think so, they... so. We need to go there. It'll be nice if we go there with like a little bit of a smaller group so we can actually sit So we can actually sit, sit downstairs. Bar. Yeah. that was so fucking cool. Yeah, That's there were like 14 amazing. of us at that point and there was nowhere in downstairs. the actual tunnel no. part of the bar, right. but there was like an upstairs yeah. and shout out to the bartender who looks uh, a little bit like John Hodgman, who when I went up and asked him if the... Bloody Marys are vegan, uh, went and checked for me and said, no, they are not. But you like Bloody Mary? I, I got I got a specialty thing that I do for you. And it was cherry tomatoes muddled with your various liquors in the nuts and uh, some basil in there and uh, something else, too, that I'm forgetting. But it was essentially a... Uh, spicy caprese martini mm. and it was banging yeah it was mm-hmm. good it was very good mm-hmm. so i don't want to blow up his spot on it because it's apparently a thing he only does for friends or cool you. guys yeah. like me so why do you do it for you <laughs> no it was good i had the what lemon basil martini was that was another one he too. came up with when uh because i went to get you one of what i had and i got the last one yeah so then he came up with lemon basil martini. It was for delicious. Mm. Yep. So that place was fucking cool because it was in an actual tunnel. Yeah, that was so neat. Yeah, I believe the story is it used to be a uh, a actual like train station. That's so cool. Mm-hmm. And it was now a bar. Man, see that's the kind of thing I'm like we don't have anything cool like that around here. Sure don't. Because <laughs> like. We don't, neither one of the two of us, three of us, goes out, out, Mm -hmm. you know? So it's like going to a bar on, like, a Friday night. You're like, nah, probably not. But, like, 
if there was something like that around here, I'd be like, hey, Kat, do you and Mike want to go like have a drink Friday night? And we would and it'd all be great. Yeah, totally. We say that all the time, how we wish there was like more than just your normal bars around here. Now, the closest thing we've got is like Berlin yeah, has that feel, but it's but it's not like a unique space yeah. like that. It's just yeah. upstairs. Yeah. yeah. Um. Casey went to um. She went to like a a variety show at Elixir, and mm-hmm. she said that it was pretty good. She said it was like a little embarrassing because it's like amateur night or whatever. But she said it was like pretty good. It was like a nice crowd, yeah. pretty fun. See? But well, like, a f- it's a fun place. But I mean, yeah. it's not. It's it's not a tunnel. Right, right. No, it's, that was so cool. It's not something that's been retrofitted so into say, a bar. For the feel of that kind of thing, we have Hamlet and Ghost up in Saratoga. Mm-hmm. Has that specialty cocktail, old fashioned feel. And that place is really nice. But again, nothing yeah. tunnel. Like nothing that super cool. Yeah. Yeah. Just perfect we'll just combo of stuff. Yeah, for sure. Whatever. Yep. Go back. Someone can drive in the evening. Be fine. Yeah. Get we'll an earlier it. drink. It'll be great. That's it. That's our food corner, travel corner, end of the podcast corner. And thanks to all of our friends who went to the Bach party. I can't remember. I, well, we know some of them do listen, but Amy. thanks for all the hard work. Amy and Jesse. Amy and Jesse. Well, it's, there might be more. Who knows? It's, oh, Johnny. He Johnny. pays us. <laughs> oh, right, right, right. Amy, Jesse, Johnny. Yep. Cat. Oh, wait. Oh, I mean, I'm uh, wait. here. Well, you listen too, weirdo. But uh, thanks for all the hard work you put in and for the very, very fun time. You guys did a good job. Yeah, it was great. I'm going away now. Yeah. I mean, we're also going. Yeah, we're also going away. We just got to do the whole go to the vspot.fm. And go find our new friend, Ricky Ticky Taffy. Yes. Yeah. (laughs) Go follow him on Instagram. Go stalk his pictures on Instagram while you listen to old episodes of our podcast. Yeah, do that. And if you haven't listened to the shark episode, which is what got... Yeah, he likes that one. Yeah, it got... It really tickled his fancy. (laughs) There it is. Come full circle. (laughs) Um, Yeah, go listen to that episode. And then tell a friend. He said that, like, he's going to tell his friends. Mm -hmm. And if Ricky can tell his friends... I keep calling him Ricky, but that's not his name. I know. Now I'm fucking stuck like that. Richie. 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 If you can tell Richie, if Richie can do that, then so can you. And that's it. Or also, you can go to the Patreon and support us um, if you are able to. And also support um, Richie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's about definitely. five bucks. Yeah, five bucks to buy a meal. Um, or, a plant based meal for yeah. someone. So, like, it's very cool. You know, I'm a, you know, everyone should eat plant based, it's the best for them. But, you know, first and foremost, no one should be hungry. So, start there. Um, but I would much rather see. You know, someone have a delicious plant-based meal, then take a meal from McDonald's mm-hmm. or something. Absolutely. So if you can support um, this really cool thing that Richie's doing and just, you know, head over to their website and give $5, someone will get a delicious plant-based meal. That'd be great. Yeah. Love it. And that's it. That's it for us. That's it for us. Great. Do it. You oh, can do yeah. it. Oh, I can do <gasps> it. Oh, my gosh, here. I'm back. She's okay, back. Ready? I'm ready. Not bad. I'm sorry. It's been weeks, so it's not bad. We're weeks. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> it's weeks.